Hi, I'm Dan Primack, and welcome to Axios Recap, brought to you by the American Beverage Association. Today's Thursday, November 19th. U.S. jobless claims are up, app store fees are down for small developers, and we're focused on the future of retail. We're now one week away from Thanksgiving, which means we are eight days away from Black Friday, that day of consumer gluttony that's highlighted by YouTube videos of midnight stampedes for $10 flat screens. This year, though, Black Friday might be about a lot more than just bargains. It might help determine if certain retailers can survive past 2020, or at least if their physical stores are worth keeping around. Already this year, more than 25 national U.S. retailers have filed for bankruptcy, with Guitar Center expected to join the list shortly. Now, Macy's, the big department store, isn't among them, or even on the verge. But today, it did report a 20% decline in same-store sales. Other retailers are getting rightly worried about how new COVID shutdowns could impact their foot traffic. The bottom line, the future of retail, particularly physical retail, is very unsettled. So in 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Fortune Magazine's Phil Waba, who is one of the country's top retail reporters. But first, this. We're joined now by Phil Waba, a senior writer at Fortune Magazine. For physical retailers particularly, what's at stake this year on Black Friday, maybe different than Black Friday's past? Less is at stake this year because uh, these brick-and-mortar retailers, just like Amazon, have started their deals earlier. Nobody wants a surge in shopper visits next week. We don't know what's going on with COVID. We don't know what, if they can handle it. So uh, the occasion itself is less important this year than in previous years. It's been a tough year for retail bankruptcies, etc., are there some, whether it be in person or online, are there certain retailers who are looking at this holiday season as make or break for them, truly make or break? The COVID crisis has already shaken a lot of people out of the tree, you know, that were vulnerable. I would say that, uh, you know, companies like Macy's and Kohl's, for instance, they're not at any risk of Chapter 11 anytime soon, but they had strong financials. So companies like that, even Nordstrom, they really need to show that there's a way out of this uh, dark period for them, COVID, because they've had dramatic sales decreases and they're losing market share to rivals. Is there a strategy you're seeing them at least try to pursue whether or not it works out? Most of them have been very good at uh, setting up as a quick curbside pickup infrastructure. That has really helped them. Companies like Macy's, pretty good uh, online growth. Ditto Kohl's. But a lot of their problems are old problems. It's not the merchandise people necessarily want. They're in the wrong categories and people are consolidating trips. So companies like Target and Walmart, because you can get everything from a steak to a sweater at Target or at Walmart, they're kind of running away with the price. Plus their e-commerce is outstanding. Can you get a sweater made out of steaks? If you're Lady Gaga, you can. Absolutely. Okay, then let's broaden this out, Phil, from a retail perspective. Over the holiday season, starting Black Friday through Christmas, what are the storylines you're most interested in watching? To be honest with you, it's, it's this COVID resurgence and what's it going to mean for the next few weeks and the stimulus. I mean, there are a lot of pressures on shoppers that could keep them away from stores. Now, of course, a bigger percentage of holiday season spending has taken place so far than in a normal year, according to data released by Shopify today. But there are a lot of things that can blow up in the consumer's face. And, and we don't know if there's going to be lockdowns uh, coming up in, in major centers like the Northeast. You know, you already have Chicago, uh, which is basically on a lockdown. So there are a lot of threats to the, uh, to the consumer right now. We always think of Black Friday, you know, as those big sales, because retailers generally do at least want to pull sales forward because you don't want to be the store that somebody goes to the day before Christmas. You want to be the store they go to a month earlier. 
Given though that some retailers might be concerned not only about not being able to physically open, but also supply chain problems potentially if there are lockdowns, is it more important for retailers this year to get those sales locked in in late November than it normally is? I would say late October. I mean, you started to see Black Friday language appear in promotions in October. Uh, you know, basically everybody skipped over Halloween. Everybody wants to bring sales forward. And part of that too is what, what people are calling shipmageddon. You know, there's concerns about shipping uh, problems uh, if you wait too late in those last 10 days before Christmas later in December. So everybody's just trying to lock in sales now and not wait until the last, uh, I mean, it's, in any year, you're worried about snowstorms if you're a retailer. But this year, that's part of what Amazon Prime Day in October was about. It's just start it now and then everybody followed suit. Given what we had earlier this year when we had the lockdowns and COVID, is there reason to believe that Shipageddon, as you refer to it, might not be as big a problem just because you have seen shippers, whether it be FedEx or UPS or others, kind of already deal with major logistics problems and they might be maybe more prepared this year than in the past? They're good, but uh, you know, the shipping companies have also increased their fees to the retailers. So that's one of the many factors that has inspired the retailers to do their online deals earlier. Supply chain is another one. So it looks like the retailers are going to be okay, but they're really uh, pulling out all the stops to get people to shop earlier. You know, it was interesting. I was reading a firm filed for its IPO yesterday, the kind of the consumer micro lending company led by uh, PayPal's co-founder, Max Levkin. And one of the things I found interesting in it was how much of their volume was tied to things that are kind of tied to work at home, home office equipment, Peloton, which is like 30% of their business right now. Should we expect those sorts of purchases to make up a major part of the holiday sales? Or do you think that's already been baked in and people who wanted that sort of stuff have already gotten that stuff? No, it's, it's a trend that's not going away. I mean, you know, like Home Depot and Lowe's are actually going to be pretty big Black Friday players this year. They're doing a lot of home decor. The CEO of Lowe's, Marvin Ellison, told me yesterday they're just seeing so much spending on uh, still on home offices, on schooling kids. And so what they're trying to do, Lowe's, is they're selling fitness equipment for the first time ever. I mean, you don't think of Lowe's when you think of a stationary bike, right? But it goes into the home. And so it, it's very interesting to see home is and, and home goods, uh, which is part of TJX, had an incredible quarter. So the focus will be on casual, comfy clothing and also home goods. Those are going to be the two big winners and also electronics. So people don't go uh, stir crazy, which uh, in, the, in this winter of uh, potential lockdowns. It's interesting. Lowe's kind of taking advantage of the downfall of Sears, right? Because from a physical retail perspective, Sears is where you would have thought a treadmill or stationary bike used to be. Final question. When Black Friday ends, and there is still going to be a Black Friday when it ends. You, when you're covering retail, what's the big number you look for or kind of what's the data point you look for afterwards to determine whether it's been successful for retailers or not? I'm going to look at in-store sales versus uh, online sales um, because these companies all have to decide if having so many stores is worth it for them. And their online growth will tell us how good a fight they can bring to Amazon when they need to. Phil Waba of Fortune Magazine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Happy holidays. Welcome back. What we're watching today is Congress. You might recall that we had Senator Amy Klobuchar on this program in late July, talking about saving music venues. And I asked if she and her colleagues could leave on August recess without first getting economic stimulus done. Well, we have to. I don't think we can go home if that doesn't happen. Well, spoiler alert, they didn't get it done before the August recess or before the October recess or before heading out on vacation right now with no plans to return until early December. The difference between then and now, of course, is that we know a lot more about what's needed and for how long, thanks to the positive vaccine developments from Pfizer and Moderna. 
We also know that COVID is surging, shutdowns are returning, and lots of businesses just won't survive until a Biden administration. Plus, the Washington Post estimates that upwards of 12 million Americans will lose CARES Act-related unemployment benefits the day after Christmas without some sort of congressional action. But again, there are no active negotiations. Congress and the White House have checked out. Very, very lame ducks. Oh, and speaking of the economy, today we got a new weekly jobless claims report, 742,000, which is higher than last week's report and higher than Wall Street expectations. Today, we are also watching the CDC, which is now advising Americans not to travel for Thanksgiving. A bit late, but still good advice. And finally, we bring things back to retail. Build-A-Bear stores, where people create custom stuffed animals, are now selling face masks for bears at $4 each. Also, store staffers now wear masks that are printed with bear mouths. Is it creepy? Is it cute? Yep. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national Play Monopoly Day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.